Welcome to Calvary Chapel Sebastian Podcast. We hope that you're blessed by this message. Good to see everybody. I don't think I need to announce myself. We're family. Um, I was uh, I was thinking of this morning, and uh, you know, don't you know when when it's prayer week, um, and and you're gonna and you're the first one to open up prayer week. You know, the 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 enemy doesn't like that. And so I've been distracted. I've had a headache today, and, and uh, some of you are going into the back row now. Pastor David has COVID. <laughs> but, you know, the, you, you get distracted, and, and you just feel like, man, you know, why can't I just feel, you know, why can't I just be so full of excitement? Why is there got to be distractions, you know? And anybody have that kind of a day because they knew you, you knew you were coming here? Yeah. But that's okay, you're here, right? You plowed through, you pushed through, you know? And we pushed through for this. And I was thinking about, I was thinking about prayer. And I'm not really gonna talk a whole lot. I'll be in Exodus 33. I'll just point out a couple verses to you. That's what Pastor Craig gave me. But I wanna talk to you about, about prayer and I wanna talk to you about the church. Because in Acts 2.42, in the New Testament, some of you know that scripture very well. You see, that's when the church really was blossom. That's when the church really took off. Remember Jesus Christ, he had died, he had rose again on the third day, and he went and ascended to his father, and the disciples were left, weren't they? And they were told what was going to happen, and he equipped them, and he prepared them to do what he asked them to do. And so this church gets together And I read this statement, and I really like it. It says that the New Testament church, the Pentecost church, the first church, the first time we see the word, the first development of what we see as church today, believers coming together. See, they were Jews, and they were converted to Messianic Jews or Christians. They were Jews, but they believed in Jesus Christ, and that was the first church, you see. And the church, understand, wasn't developed based on preaching alone. The church wasn't founded and grew and blossomed based on fellowship alone, those of you that are following the scripture in Acts 2.42. The church wasn't wasn't, uh, uh, grown and the Pentecost didn't happen and God didn't move on it and increase incredible thousands of numbers on the church because they solely broke bread together. No, it says in Acts 2.42, it says they gathered together together and they devoted themselves to prayer. And I'm not God, but I think the church exploded, and I think that God added thousands, and I think the Pentecost church happened because they gathered to pray together. Prayer is powerful, isn't it? And if we're backed in a corner and we've tried everything else, prayer is really powerful because that's all we have left. And I think those disciples were scared, and I think that they did what they were told. They, I think that one of them just said, Jesus said to pray when we leave. They said, wait here and pray and wait for the Holy Spirit, whatever that was. Because we're in the Old, we're, they're, they're old Testament, and the New Testament is just happening. The church is just growing. And they prayed together. And what happened when they prayed together? Anybody? Come on, this is no service. We're together. <laughs> Speak out. It's okay. <laughs> the what? Miracles. Scripture says that tongues of fire came down. 
And they started speaking in languages that they never knew. It was a Pentecost. And so God, what was that? They didn't even know. They, they didn't even understand how they could be speaking this language in different languages. And what happened? You know what happened? God's presence showed up in a mighty way. The power of God showed up in that room. Just like, maybe something like this. Probably not as comfortable. <laughs> but God showed up in a mighty way. In church, it was undeniable. There's not one person that, that went on Facebook and said, yeah, that really didn't happen. That's conspiracy theory. Don't believe that. No, it was undeniable. Why? Because the presence and the power of God came in the room. Why? Because they gathered to pray. God made His glory known to all those that were there. And this is what I believe that God is going to do this week. This is like a pepper alley tonight, sorry. If you're here for a deep word and take notes, it's not happening. This is to get you fired up. This is to get you prepared. This is to remind you why power, prayer is so powerful. But I believe that God is going to show us his glory this week. I believe that those that come in here day after day, some of you are going to be, you're going to be, Pastor Craig, I like what he said to me. He says, we're going to get punched in the face tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., I don't know what that means, but I laughed because it's true. We're here. I'm going to get you out of here at 7.30, and we're going to be back here by 6 a.m., so I guess that is a punch in the face. Some of you are going to be here with me in the morning, and we're going to seek God all over again. But here's what I believe about this week. I believe that God's presence will be made known to us in his way, in his own way, individually, for you and for you, and for you, and for you. I believe God's presence will be felt. It will be tangible during worship. It will be tangible. The Holy Spirit will speak to your heart. It will pierce your heart from one of the scriptures or whatever the pastors are going to say to you because why? That's what God does. Why can we expect this? Because God's word is true. It happened in the New Testament. God wanted to do a mighty work. And we saw the announcement this weekend. We saw Pastor Dave Fulkerts fired up about what God is going to do through this new wineskin called Calvary Chapel. Brian Saylor is fired up. I am fired up. Pastor Craig is fired up. Ryan, Pastor Ryan is fired up. Because we believe that when we start to freely preach the word of God, because God birthed it in our heart, that God's going to move on this church. He already is. He's bringing people and he's bringing stories. And I wish you could hear the things that are said to me at the end of the service. The things that God is doing in their lives. That they are called here. And that God is doing a mighty work. He's restoring them. He's given them vision. He's given them purpose. And they're growing and they're on fire. Or maybe they're hurting and they're finding healing. God is, I'm looking out. I'm looking in the back row. God is doing amazing things in your lives. And that's why I believe God is going to show us his glory this week. Because he wants to prepare us for what he has for this church. Now, I believe that that's why Acts 2.42 is so exciting to read. And some of you can quote it. 
And then I believe that you're here tonight because you desire to know the Lord at a deeper level. Some of you want to know the Lord at a much deeper level. You want to sense the very presence of the Lord. And we want to hear from Him in a mighty way. And I believe that because we're here tonight and maybe other days, that we want our faith to increase this week. Why? Because we're going to commit to set the alarm and get punched in the face, but we're going to commit. And we're going to expect God to increase our faith. You remember what Hebrews 11.6 says. It says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him, that's what we're doing. We're coming to him. We're setting aside time and breaking the service criteria and we're setting time to say, God, speak to us. And it says here, it says, and because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards, hear this, those who earnestly seek him. Do you know God will reward your time? God will reward that you are here seeking him. And I know there's many different stories in this room. And what do I mean by stories? I mean that some of you understand prayer and you are deep prayer warriors and you practice it regularly. That's why you're here. You can't miss a prayer at night. You can't miss a prayer morning. That's just who you are. I'm glad you're here because you are going to do what God has really uh, created you to do. And you've tapped into that and you know it's a spiritual realm. You, you tap into a spiritual realm that is not of this world when we gather together and when you go deep in prayer with the Lord. And some of us are here tonight in this room and you want to learn more about prayer. And I'm glad you're here. We want to learn. Prayer, we think sometimes is boring. It's not boring. We just don't understand it. And you're here and you're going, God, I know I'm a Christian. I know I should pray more. So teach me how to pray. And you're gonna, we're going to do that. And God's going to take you to a different level. And some are here tonight, and the truth is you're uncomfortable praying. That's why I stood up here on whatever day, Sunday, and I said, we're, relax, we're not going to ask you to come up and pray in front of people. We're not even going to tap on you to pray. Some people are uncomfortable to pray, and maybe that's you in this room. And here's the question, why are we uncomfortable to pray? I, I'll tell you what my, my philosophy is. I think we're uncomfortable to pray. If that's us, we're uncomfortable to pray. Maybe it's because God's not in the room. We think God's not in the room. Think about it. How many of you talk to yourself in the car by yourself? Like you have that conversation. Okay. <laughs> Pastor Craig counseling for that. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Not mo most people don't have a conversation with themselves and, and if you do, yeah, I have conversations, but it's not out loud, right? But how many, and, and why don't you? Or if you sit in a room by yourself, do you stare at the wall and talk to it? Don't answer that. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad you're here at Calvary Chapel. Sebastian, the other churches would kick you out. <laughs> not, not true, not true. I think the reason why we kind of struggle or are uncomfortable with prayer is because we actually expect somebody to be in front of us to carry a two-way conversation. Prayer to God is a two-way conversation. And I'm going to give you an example right now. Did you know that I lost my place? Did you know 
that each cubic meter of air on earth, okay, so how many of you are smart? I'm not. Cubic meter, what is that? Is that? Okay, okay. So you understand it. Okay. All right. Each cubic meter of air on earth contains 10, hear me, 10 trillion, trillion molecules. Now I want you to think about that. When you think of, of a cubic meter and you think of this room, how many molecules are in this room? Now I'm going to chemistry, trigonometry, right? But it's here. It's in the room. There's, there's trillions. But do you see it? Do you know it? Do you sense it? No. But God's a living God. God is here. And when we speak to him, when we go to prayer, he's going to listen. He's with us. He's here. He's present. When two or more are gathered together, he is in our what? Midst. So glad two people showed up. We'd have to pack it up and go home and come tomorrow. But he's here. Psalms 145.18, the Lord is near to all who call on him. And that's what we're going to do. The theme this week is when God's people pray. I like that title, don't you? It's a challenge. When God's people pray. So all this week, here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at situations. The devotions are going to be look at situations when ordinary people, hello, like you and me, Ordinary people, when they take time to pray, what does God do on their behalf of prayer? We're going to look at the miracles in the Bible. That's what we're going to take you through each, each time we meet through this schedule. And so here's the question. What does happen when God's people pray? Do you have history with God when you've prayed and he did a miracle? Do you know God in that way? Do you know that God does incredible things when you pray? So what's going to happen when we show up and more people show up each day and we begin to pray, miracles are going to happen. God's going to do something special. So I ask you to turn to Exodus 33 very quickly. Um, here's just real quick summary. I'm not even going to go through the chapter because I don't have time. Ten minutes, Pastor Craig said. So here we go, and I'm probably already over, but I've got to land the plane and we'll pray. 33, Old Testament, Moses right? Moses is freeing the Israelites. They're, they're, they're in the desert. And what did he deal with? He dealt with murmuring. He dealt with disobedience. They were disobedient against God. They were disobedient against Moses himself. They had doubts of his leadership. They were complaining. And here's what Moses does. He goes into the tent and by the way, in the Old Testament, people could not go and have a conversation with God. That was not permitted. Remember, in the Old Testament, it was the priest, right, Pastor Ryan? The priest would go in to the temple. Now, remember, the temple hasn't built yet, so we have a tent. They put up a tent. They travel a tent, the meeting of the tent. But the priest would go into the temple once a year, several different or whatever, and they would intercede for those who could not, and they tied bells on his robe. I learned this from Pastor Ryan this year. I listen to you when you teach. <laughs> they tie bells on his robe, and they put a rope around them, and if they stop hearing the bells, they know that the priest is dead because God isn't happy with them. So when the bells stop ringing, what do they do, Pastor Ryan? They pull the priest out of the temple because God's mad. 
<laughs> Old Testament. How many of you are glad we're in New Testament post New Testament times? <laughs> Is that why you don't wear robes anymore? <laughs> Pastor Ryan goes, I'm wearing jeans from now on. <laughs> right? Old Testament, you could not come to the Lord. The only way you could come to the Lord is if you were a chosen leader by God. Remember Abraham? Moses, right? God would speak to the leaders or God would speak to the priests. And so here we are in verse 7, and it says here, everybody's watching Moses go into this tent where God's going to meet him. And what happens in verse 7, it says, and whenever, or verse 8, and whenever Moses went into the tent, all the people rose and stood at their entrances. But look what happens in verse 7. Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent meeting. And anyone inquiring, uh, inquiring of the Lord would go to that tent meeting outside the camp meeting, just a leader. And as Moses went into the tent, verse 9, the pillar cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke to Moses. And as you read along, it says that the people stood on the outside of the doorways of their tents and they knew that God's presence was there with Moses. And they saw the cloud and God's presence was there. Old Testament, that's the only way you knew God was there. How sad that God only showed up to communicate to a leader when the leader was told to go meet God. And it says it, they had this conversation, and I love the conversation, but look at verse 12. Moses said to the Lord, and basically here's what goes on. He goes, these people are driving me nuts. They're murmuring, they're complaining, I don't want them. And he says, in fact, they're your people. And God says, no, they're your people. I've called you to lead them. And so he's having this conversation with God, and he's saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. How many years did they walk around the desert before they got to the promised land? He says, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to lead them. you got to talk to me, God, because I'm not doing a good job as a leader. And so what happens is they have this conversation. And I love in the end of verse 13, he says, remember that this nation is your people. And the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And I love what Moses says back in verse 15. If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. And God had answered him in verse 17. The Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked. Here's why this is cool. Don't miss it. Because I am pleased with you and I know you by name Anthony I know you by name Susan I know you by name Jacob Alan I could probably get all your names (laughs) I know you by name and because I know you by name I'm going to answer you and I'm going to work with you. And I'm going to give you what you've requested. I love Proverbs 8, 7. I love those. The, the, the scripture says, I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. God loves you tonight. And you're here to seek him. And I promise you, you'll find him. That's why we do prayer week. And so as we come together and we spend time individually in prayer and corporately in prayer god knows your name he hears you 
And we need to trust God that he will answer us in his timing according to his will. Some of you are hearing going, great, if I come to every service, Pastor David, then I'm going to get my answer by the end of the week. No, I did not say that. Could. But God knows. And that's the point that I wanted to Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Sebastian podcast channel. If this message impacted your life, we encourage you to share it with a friend. We're located at 1251 Sebastian Boulevard, just northeast of Intersection 90th Avenue and State Road 512 in Sebastian, Florida. Our service times are Saturday evening at 6 p.m., Sunday morning at 1045 a.m., and Wednesdays at 630 p.m.